0: Hello, and welcome to CavernCast. So, here's a fun one. I cracked my tooth. I'm waiting for the tooth fairy to come. But whenever they turn up, I think they're probably just going to laugh at me, because... It cracked eating mashed potato. Of all things. And if it wasn't mashed potato, it was salad. I don't know what's going on. I drank my milk as a kid. My bones should be strong. Why do my teeth fail me so? Oh, I know. Anxiety. Ha <laughs> ha. I've cracked the case as well as my tooth by the way so when this happened i immediately checked to see if i was dreaming because many a time i've had dreams where my teeth have fallen out have like broken and fallen out and usually that is like an anxiety dream it's a sign of an anxiety dream or that you're feeling anxious about something in waking life um so I did all, like, the reality checks. Like, if you look at your hands in a dream, your hands can be quite weird. If you look in a mirror, mirrors are often strange as well. Like, your face will be all contorted. Um, looking at digital clocks as well. Um, it's really hard to de- decipher digital symbols, and it's hard to read in dreams as well. I'll get to all this when I do my whole episode on it, but... um Yeah, and I did all those checks and I was like, oh, I'm not dreaming. I should have just flossed more. So I have booked an appointment for the dentist. They can't see me till next week. But the amazing thing is that she, (laughs) the receptionist said, okay, the earliest we can see you is Monday at 2.30. And I went, are you serious? And she went, yeah. I went, 2.30. And she went, yeah. I went, (laughs) <laughs> and she went <laughs> yeah <laughs> like she's definitely heard that anytime anytime she books an appointment for someone at 2:30 any dad any like person who thinks they're the little the, the least bit funny me she, she, yeah. someone someone tweeted me actually is like that's the equivalent of um What was it the equivalent of? Oh, it was Atherwen saying, um... I wonder if her making appointments for that time is the equivalent of items not scanning at the register and people saying Oh, I guess it's free then Like, she just wants to end it all right there every time someone says it You know, sometimes people hear the things I say and they relax Sometimes they hear the things I have to say And they want to end it Equivalent exchange (laughs) Every action has an equal and opposite reaction (laughs) It has to happen Anyway, um, before this gets too morbid I hope you're well I hope you don't have a cracked tooth Um, If you do, I feel you We'll get through this together I'm doing all right. Um, I am. What am I doing? Trying to stay out of the sun for a bit. It's actually getting a little bit cooler now. Before it turns into the devil's sauna next week in in England, um, but we're gonna be fine. We're gonna we're gonna rock out with our socks off. Because, dude, walk barefoot, man. Walking barefoot is a very good thing. I it's like a whole thing about getting like it's like reflex reflex reflexology is a thing, right? So um when you walk around barefoot, especially on grass and stuff like that, it not only connects you with the earth but also um allows the uneven terrain to stimulate different parts of your feet. Which can have very beneficial benefits Wicked beneficial benefits Those Benny bends. Walking barefoot has some real Benny bends For your mental health and physical health There you go Smash it, go walk around barefoot If you're new to CalvinCast Hello Nice to have your ears I Basically what I do is I use a random word generator to generate five random words and then I talk about them and whatever comes to mind within certain reason and today's first word is locket it. locket, it. locket it. I've never had a locket with anyone inside it um I've had a locket that I just kept blank. My nan has a locket of um, my granddad in it, which is very sweet. She keeps it on her dressing table. My granddad was awesome, taught me cricket, called me Fred. I have no idea why he called me Fred. I just took it as normality when I was younger. Maybe this is why I have such a thing with names, because I was called so many different names growing up. So I'm just like, why choose one? That's boring, don't just have one name. As long as you're authentic and you're speaking your truth, who cares? So one of the things that comes to mind is not necessarily the um, like lockets exactly themselves, but do you remember those best friend necklaces where you would wear one half and your best friend would wear the other half? right? Remember those? Maybe you even had one. Maybe you're even still wearing it now. If you are, kudos. But um, I know someone is definitely not because I found half of one one day and I've still got it. And I have this like crazy like prophecy that one day I am going to meet someone who has the other half and you know, as the prophecy goes, they um, no uh, were no they are no longer friends with that friend, and we suddenly become best friends because the necklace said so. It was written on it, and it's like a movie. And and I'm like, hey, that necklace, it looks familiar. And they're like, oh yeah, my old best friend. They lost theirs, and we don't speak anymore. I know, because I have this. And then I pull it out of my pocket. I, that bit I'll have to work on because I don't I don't carry it with me all the time. Maybe I should. Um, okay, we'll work on the plot holes in a bit, but um, that'd be cool, right? That'd be, that'd be swag. Cool little, um, little short film. Might get a bit paddy, Who knows? Who knows where this story goes? But yeah, I also think of the sweets, lockets, like the cough drops. What a strange thing. Why would you call a sweet a locket? Like, how do you even get there? Locket. So locket is a necklace. Like that goes around your neck and your neck is like your throat which is where you cough from I, that is the only thing that is coming to my head and you know me for out of the box connections I'm normally pretty good but I, nothing is jumping to mind um, if anyone has a better idea than me about why they might be called that please do not hesitate to let me know why is it called a locket in the first place? Is it because you open it, put a photo in it, and close it, and lock it? Is that it? That must be it. Hey, look at this thing I've invented. It's, It's a necklace that you put nice little sentimental photos in of the ones that you love in. Oh, cool. What's it called? I don't know. Okay, what do you do with it? Well, like I said, you put the photo in and then you lock it. Oh, my God. It's like, hey, look, I I invented this other thing that is kind of cool. It's like a piece of wood with wheels on it. Oh, so like a board. Yeah, and you, you push forward and you go places on it. So like you skate along on the board. Yeah, you skate on the board. Yeah, I have no idea what to call it. I can't be friends with you anymore. Give me my best friend, lock it back. You're too dumb. Yeah, do you like how I tied that in there? Every time I talk, I can feel my tooth and it's strange. But hey, there are some stranger things in life. Speaking of stranger things, I, like, every time I pick up my guitar now, Master of Puppets by Metallica is the first thing I play. Yes, I'm an Eddie Munson stan. Yes, I was him in school, basically. Yes, I got bullied for it. But I am so happy that he is bringing a new, um, or Stranger Things in general, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Eddie the credit, I'm going to give Eddie the credit. I'm going to give Ed the cred, alright stop now, um, for bringing a load of um, new fans to Metallica, new fans to alternative music, and to rock and or roll. It's a good thing, it's a good thing. The next word is shoe. I'm running off that alternative thing. I miss a pair of shoes that I had. Well, they're not really shoes. They are boots. And they were, they were boots. They were by a company called Madfish. And this is when I was in my hella goth phase. I mean, and I was wearing spikes. I was wearing black on black on black black trousers with more chains and straps than you could count, eyeliner teardrops, black hair, purple hair, you name it, I had it. And then I transitioned into emo, I sort of chilled out a little bit on it. I had to go like all the way that way to then sort of come back and balance it out in the middle, so I sort of went all the way goth and then um, came back into sort of like Hemoterritory, territory and I was like okay Cool I like it here anyway I had these pair of Madfish boots Um and they were like Platformy Black just Badass boots and I loved them I do not know what happened to them Tell you the truth I kind of wish I still had them Because they made me like Like I have a pair of Doc Martens Right now that add like Another two or three inches onto me So they make me like 6'5'' But these mad fishes, they were like five inches, five inch platforms. So I was a giant because I had my growth spell when I was like 11. Dude, no wonder I got bullied. People were either scared of me or they were just, they just thought I was a big walking clown. The BFG, the big friendly goth. Except they probably didn't use the word friendly. I love shoes, man. I've like I, I I'm really comfortable in a pair of skate shoes. I'm currently wearing a pair of Reeboks. Uh, my go to are probably Vans, but I really like DCs. DCs and etnies are really comfy. Love me some Doc Martens. That's what I'm gonna get. Like you know, um, when I've got bare coin, I'm gonna just buy all the Doc Martens in the world. I actually, I this is quite cool, so like, I haven't spent too much time in heels, but what I have done is wear the kinky boots from Kinky Boots. That was a cool moment in my life. Um, if you haven't seen the film or the musical, Kinky Boots is a wonderful, wonderful story about a shoemakers a very old traditional shoemakers in Northampton that is about to go out of business and is saved by making the decision to make drag heels so heels and shoes for drag queens and it is it's one of my favorite stories ever but um yeah the main the main shoes in these um in this in this show is uh Yeah, these like pair of glorious red heels and I got to walk in them and I didn't fall over and I didn't break them But it made me want to go to the gym and just solidly do leg day. I will tell you that for nothing. Oh my god Like I didn't feel emasculated by wearing the heels. I felt emasculated that my calves weren't big enough to fit in the (laughs) heels Which is fantastic but um yeah, I have a whole new new world of sympathy for um for anyone that has to wear heels. I did, did I hear somewhere that they were invented for men? Originally? Something to do with horse riding. Am I right? High heeled shoes were first worn in the tenth century as a way to help the Persian cavalry. Keep their shoes in their stirrups. Ah. Since then, men's heels have gone through varied cultural meanings, symbolizing high social stature, military prowess, refined fashionable taste, and the height of cool. Hell yeah. I mean, I am more than happy for heels to come back for guys. Like, totally. I mean, let's be honest, give it 20 years and... Dude, I think everything's going to be unisex. And I welcome it. I mean, like the last three or four items of clothing I've bought have been from the women's section. There's just more choice. I've always done that. I've always walked past, like walked through women's sections to get to the men's section. And I've always seen stuff along the way that's just like, this is so cool. The design's cool. The pattern's cool. It just never fits me because I'm a giant. But every now and then... Now oversized stuff is in fashion. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! Do you know what? I could, I think I can honestly say I've never worn a pair of Crocs. I'm kind of tempted to. Did you, also? Did you know Crocs had a sport mode? You can um you can flip the strap back. On the top of Crocs to uh, get your heel in and do some sprinting. The height of irony: sprinting away from a crocodile in Crocs. I am. Um, I think one of my, and this isn't a well-known fact. I think one of my, um, like most liked comments on TikTok. I think it's got like twenty k likes, something like that. Is on a video of a guy jumping onto his sink unit in a pair of Crocs, but they weren't in sport mode, and I was like, "Damn, boy's serious." No, he didn't even put his crocs in sport mode 20k likes TikTok is a crazy place a crazy place it's the most arbitrary unhinged like most wild westy place I've ever been like put your heart and soul into something 5,000 views make a face reacting to a girl's boot that looks like a penis 12 million views 12 million views? million views. We live in a crazy world, guys. We live in a crazy world. Okay, the next word is either going to be short or it's going to be long. Because I don't know the meaning of the word. But I can't believe I don't know the meaning of the word. The word is evanescent. And I can't... I'm so angry at myself that I have loved the band Evanescence for so long... And I have never known the definition. If you've never listened to evanescence, do yourself a favor. But evanescent, evanescent. To be evanescent is to be a soon passing out of sight, memory, or existence, quickly fading or disappearing. The example it gives is the evanescent Arctic summer. Cool, so you know, my mental stability. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. I'm in a very I'm in one of those places at the moment where I'm just trying to make a joke out of it. I'm okay. I'm okay. I've been I've been handling it long enough to like to have a hold on it and to just accept it and to be able to make jokes about it, so it's good. And I don't bottle it up anymore. This is the thing with mental health and its adverse nature is that it's made so much better by just talking about it in a very sort of matter of fact way like it you don't necessarily have to make jokes about it and you don't have to talk about it like it's the worst thing in the world even if it is you don't have to like dwell on it and you don't have to like put all this gravity on it you just talk about it like a thing that it is and it takes away a lot of the power of it and it's the same with anything. You keep anything swimming around in your head and it will just grow and grow and grow. It's like a fish, right? It's like a goldfish. If you put a goldfish in a bowl, it will grow to the size of the bowl. But if you put a goldfish in a massive tank or in the ocean, it'll grow to as big as it can. And you think about the amount of space that's in your head. It's kind of it's it's a pretty big place. I mean, Your skull's not that big and your brain's not that big, literally, but in terms of, like, your headspace, there's a lot that it can take up. Whereas if you talk to someone about it, the only space that's there is the space that's between you, so it can only grow that big. That was definitely not one of my best analogies, but (laughs) you get my point. I feel like, I kind of feel like everything is, uh, is kind of evanescent. In a sense, maybe not out of memory, but I think things become memories very quickly. Like the whole living in the moment thing is to accept life as quite evanescent, and moments in life as evanescent, and um, the the fleeting nature of it makes it makes it special. In a sense, by that same token, if you put a bowl of profiteroles in front of me. They're pretty evanescent in the sense that they will quickly fade out of existence straight into my belly. Life is like a bowl of Profiteroles. Yeah, eat your heart out, Forrest Gump. I've just improved your slogan. Quote. (laughs) I haven't. I need to watch Forrest Gump again. What a film, man. What a film. This is interesting. After you lose a loved one, often you're gripped with a fear of evanescence or the rapid fading from sight or memory of that person. Evanescence comes from Latin, where it means to disappear or vanish. I don't know, I think these um, memories stick around and you can help keep them alive. I had um, a close friend of mine pass away. Um, over 10 years ago now. 15 years ago, actually. 15 years ago. And um, I still have wonderful memories of her. And um, I can't see them going away anytime soon. Because if you talk about them, you keep them alive. And you keep that spark, you keep that magic in... You may forget certain details, but you'll always remember them. So don't worry. Evanescence is never inevitable. Oh, that's a soundbite. The next word is clouds. We are really going along with this fleeting thing today, aren't we? The cloud metaphor just speaks for itself, doesn't it? Let me, let me, let me come up with something. Let me try and figure out something that isn't to do with the, the fleeting nature of clouds. Um, it's gonna wind up as that, isn't it? I've often used, um, clouds as like a, a metaphor for meditation. So that the clouds are, the clouds are like your thoughts. And in that sense, it's, I, I like a possible way of, of looking at it is, is that when there's just a few clouds in the sky, Mostly blue, but there's just a few clouds knocking about. You sort of, you might look up and notice them and you'll go, huh, there's a cloud. And then you just carry on with your day. But if it's a completely overcast and gray day and it's all you can see, then you're just going to focus on that. You go "Oh, the day's gray and you let it bring you down because it's, it's all you can see and you let it consume you. Clouds are like thoughts. Augers are like onions. Um, clouds are like thoughts. When it comes to mindfulness and meditation, when you start to let the thoughts pass by instead of holding onto them and letting them build up, so your brain sky becomes uh, completely like saturated with thoughts and becomes very overcast, you start to be able to break the sky up a bit. But if you have noticed, when you look up at a sky and it's overcast, when it it doesn't just go and blue like it takes a little bit of time but you trust the process and you trust that you know if you do the work and you just allow this stuff to move and happen eventually you'll start to notice oh there's blue sky now i can see each individual shape and thought instead of just a wash of thought and just you know just noise and you start to be able to see each individual thing for what it is. And you can see through it. And you don't. it Suddenly it doesn't seem as daunting anymore. It's like the whole thing of just breaking stuff down. It's the same with anything. If you have like a massive essay to write. Um, or a big project to do. Break it down into chunks. Makes it way more dealable. It's like some of the best advice I've ever learned. I learned it when I was doing my dissertation for university. It's like... Oh, cool, I have to write, like, all this stuff and do all this research. Okay, no, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to do this, this, this. I'm going to do this many words in this day and this week and blah, 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 blah. Planning, you know, and it just, yeah. If you're the sort of person that can just handle everything at once, Goddamn damn, you are a special kind of person. Also, clouds are pretty, and I saw one that looked like a dragon once, and I thought uh, the dragons existed for a little bit, and I still kind of think they do, and they just masquerade as clouds. And that is my thought, and I stand by it. Next, please. The final word of day is eyes. Them windows to the soul I fully believe in that phrase The window to the soul Hell yeah I have met so many people that seem like Like they're giving so much of one thing On the surface with everything else that they do And then you look into their eyes And you just can't hide it You can see the pain You can see the lies You can see the joy You can see You can see it all man I can't remember why I started looking at eyes that much but I mean I'm not I don't just randomly stare into people's eyes kind of subtle with it but um yeah it's it's interesting some people are better at hiding it than others but most of the time I don't know I I kind of think some most people this may be a massive claim and I may be well off track saying this but I feel like a lot of people do actually want to be seen and they do want to tell the truth and they do want to be open. And if you can see that vulnerability in the eyes and you can see the story that they tell, you can see that that wants to come forward. Obviously not everyone's like this, but um, yeah, I, I think we are all just a myriad of coping mechanisms and defense mechanisms and environmental behaviors and quirks i could just say quirks but yeah there's something in the eyes that just sort of doesn't change and i think the people that are trying to hide the most are the people whose eyes it's often intimidating to look into but if you do yeah you'll sort of start to see it and that's where empathy can come in and you can sort of start to listen and offer a helping hand and i don't know even just ask someone if they're okay you don't have to like delve into their life and be like i see you for what you really are that's not what i'm talking about i'm kind of talking about the people that seem the happiest by their behavior being the ones that need the most help sometimes um I know I used to be really bad for this and and um I've known people who have gone that way as well so basically what I'm saying is stare at someone directly in the eyes and ask them if they are okay (laughs) but with finesse I'm hoping you're getting what I'm saying. I'm not as I'm not particularly eloquent today, it seems. I think the heat's I think it's I'm going to blame the heat. Um, But I really want purple eyes. That's what I have to say. That's what I'm going to end this with. I've always wanted purple eyes. Can you imagine? Or even like Sharingan eyes. You know, if anyone's watched Naruto out there. Just just really cool eyes. Anything but goat eyes. I'm good with. I definitely used to be one of those guys that was like, "Oh yeah, my my eyes like change color and stuff." And they do, but like, I've realized how like how like it doesn't matter how you say it. Like this is where like some of my self awareness kicked in. Like anybody that says in any way, "Oh yeah, my eyes like change color," great, dude, awesome, good for you. Nobody cares. Why did I think that was like a personality trait of mine when I was a teenager? (laughs) Oh, the eyes are the window to the soul? Well, looks like I'm looking into a kaleidoscope of a douchebag. So... See ya. Alright, I'm gonna go and be self-deprecating somewhere else. Thanks for listening to this, whatever this was. Sometimes you get episodes like this. It is what it is. Fab Five Freddy told me everybody's fly. DJ's spinning. I said my mind. You can follow me for more. Self-deprecating goodness. And the journey of me getting my tooth fixed. On social media. At Calvin Kingston. I hope you are feeling a bit more chilled. And not in an existential crisis. If you are. I will do a guided meditation, supply and demand, baby. That's how this works. (laughs) Oh, man. Right. Take care of yourself. Please take care of yourself. Please talk to the ones you love and listen to the ones that you love that are close to you. Be kind to them and be kind to yourself. I will speak to you soon. Goodbye for now.